little bit mic issue here. Let me just fix it one second so the people can hear us. Okay. All right. Hey, everybody. Can you hear us now? There we go. So, Laura, again, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, how are you doing? I am well. I'm fantastic. I'm talking to you from London. And London feels like a city made for horror films. And it's it's really eerie and cold and nice. And it's summer and it's refreshing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh so let's go ahead and start with Inner Demons. I love this movie. I thought it brought a very unique perspective to the whole demonic possession subgenre. Tell us how uh, you got involved with the project, with the movie. Actually, it was very exciting. Uh, I had been in LA for two weeks. Uh, I was, I just got representation and the whole idea was that I would go back to Israel because I was a working actress in Israel and tape auditions from Israel and go back to university. And I ended up getting the lead role two weeks after I just got to LA and I had to stay and I spent a whole year in LA after that shooting the film and it was a wonderful experience. I can imagine, I can imagine. Uh, was that your first time in L.A.? I think I was in L.A. when I was 10 years old, and my father took me to Disneyland. Uh, but professionally, for the film, was the first time. Okay, okay. Now, so you auditioned. Did you have the script beforehand, knowing what the whole movie was about? Or did you no. go into the audition blind? I went into the audition uh, blind. Uh, the audition was very um, challenging for me because as a screen actress, you try not to overact. Mm -hmm. and, and I was afraid to overact, but here we're talking about a demon and we're talking about animalistic behavior. So I really had to overcome my shyness and show what I've got. And I am a formerly trained dancer, so it helped me connect to my physicality. Um, yeah, so there were several stages to the audition. And I must say I really enjoyed them because uh, the wonderful director, Seth Rossman, made, made sure there was a very safe, and healthy and nice environment and we also he listened to our input and he wrote he rewrote the script while he went and it, it's an amazing script all oh, of this yeah. it's it's awesome len gers is amazing i mean i'll let we i'll talk more about it but he, you'll ask me questions so. okay so uh what i like about this film is that it takes on a unique perspective to demonic possession that we've never seen it. And that aspect is that this girl, Carson, your character, uh, has actually found a way to keep the demon at bay. It's the through the use of uh, drugs, heroin in particular. Uh, when you're using drugs... Uh, yeah, you've gotten addicted, you're dependent on it, there's no way around that, 
but it keeps the demon at bay. Uh, what did you, were you a fan of horror movies going into this? Uh, have you seen a lot of horror movies before you took on this role? When I grew up, I loved a uh, scream and I loved the ring and I loved Hitchcock a lot. And I really liked uh, The Shining. The Shining, I think, was the film that had the biggest impact mm-hmm. on, on my role and uh, on my physicality. Jack Nicholson is an absolute, oh, yeah. an absolute oh, yeah. genius. Um, what I also like about the film is that usually you have women as victims. Mm-hmm. And this one was an empowering horror film because she was not the victim she was the she was the inflictor so i'm very proud to take uh part in something like that uh yeah and you were absolutely fantastic uh what did you think of the concept when you read it about a girl using drugs to keep the mon a demon that's inside her keep it at bay uh not get rid of it but it keeps it contained. Uh, what did you think of that concept? I thought it was an amazing concept. I thought it was a genius metaphor that Glengers, the screenwriter, created, uh, where we, unfortunately, there are young people who use drugs to put down and suppress their inner demons. Yes. Their- years, their trials, their tribulations, their insecurities. I personally couldn't believe when I was reading the script that that this was such a well-rounded character. I felt like I hit the jackpot because it was challenging to portray a drug addict. And then it was, there were scenes where she wasn't on drugs. And then there are scenes um where she is a demon there are so many it's multifaceted and it really was riveting for me okay now this movie is extremely underrated in my opinion uh it did not get the media attention that it absolutely deserved back in 2014 2015 when it came out uh when it did come out uh did your life change at all? This being your first real leading role, uh, did you get a lot of attention at the time? Were a lot of people approaching you? I I got a really good amount of wonderful reviews that made me confident as an actress. I ha- I was an established actress in Israel. I've acted on several TV shows before coming to L.A., Um, but this proved to me what I'm capable of, Mm -hmm. it proved to me what I want in a script, and it also gave me an interest in creating my own projects, uh, for myself. Awesome. Yeah, I'm starting a screenwriting master's at Brooklyn College in August. Awesome. That is, I'm so proud, I'm so happy for you. Uh... Now, the uh, it looked to be like a very challenging role. You had to be in very some contorted positions. I don't know if you have ever seen the infamous Exorcist movie uh, from the seventies. Yeah, and 
how scary that was. Your movements, uh, especially when you're in that group therapy session at the rehab, was this a very physically challenging film for you to do? I was with black and blue marks for at least two months after we concluded filming. At some point, the producers uh, gave me and the lead role, Morgan McClellan, a day off to go get a massage because it was, <laughs> we were basically doing our own stunts, uh, which I was, I'm very proud of. Yeah. Uh, but you have to be careful. I really think that in retrospect, I think it's better to be careful because then you're saving. If you get hurt, it means you have to put the whole production on suspension. Yes. And it's better to maybe have somebody do the stunts for you just to be sure that you're not going to be hurt. Okay, that makes absolutely sense. Because you're right, you're the leading star. If you go down, the whole production shuts down. Now, what kind of research did you do, first of all, into heroin addicts to say just to portray it properly if any kind of research right i watched a lot of movies uh there's a film called candy and i really liked it uh it's with heath ledger and he just uh in the beginning of his career um i know it. it's a good movie great movie it's a great movie and it helped me a lot. And also I attended NA meetings, uh, which were really informative and hard to be present in. Um, because as an actor, you're coming from the outside as an observer yeah. and you sort of doing a research and you're using their stories and their sentiment and their hurting feelings for your performance. So you have to be very compassionate and do it very carefully. So it's not like you're using them because yes. other, it's very difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine these are people that are actually dealing with addiction and you're coming in and they were nice enough to let you in and observe now, uh, the for the people that don't know, the the premise of Inner Demons is like a show, a real show like Intervention, where people come and they film uh, somebody who is addicted to drugs and it's a planned intervention, trying to get him into therapy. That's sort of the theme of Inner Demons. You think they're doing a documentary on you, but what you don't realize is that they're planning an intervention because your family is worried about and they do not believe that you are demonically possessed. Nobody believes you. The film crew doesn't believe you. Your family doesn't believe you. So you knowing and being the only person that knows that the reason you're doing this is to suppress this demon, why do you think Carson uh, so easily agrees to go to rehab? It's not really re easy. She first storms out, um, but I really think she is hurting so much. She feels this is the last resort. She feels there's nothing else she can do but go. And what I like about the TV show element, which is another layer to the film, is that 
it shows several scenes where the producer of the show, uh, the, the producer, yes, yes. After playing, the producer of the show, uh, she doesn't really want to give Carson the real help she deserves. No, she's and, looking for ratings. Yeah, she's looking for ratings. And I think this, it, we still, we're in 2021. And I think this whole subject is very relevant. Oh. And the show intervention on VH1, uh, so the director, Seth, direct, directed a couple of episodes and he brought his experience to set. So I, th I thought that was really great. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it was a great concept, taking a show that actually does exist and bringing it into a movie. Uh, so Carson goes to rehab. Uh, do you think she goes to rehab to because she knows that if she detoxes, uh, her the demon is going to completely take over, as it does in the rehab center? You are completely overcome by this demonic spirit. If you were to guess, do you think part of Carson agreeing to go to rehab was to maybe prove to her family, prove to the producers and the show that, hey, look, there's something wrong with me. There's there's something supernatural going on inside me, and maybe this is my only way for you to see that. Yeah. Um, I think that is a very sophisticated way to get the attention of everybody to what they're dealing with and i feel like in life like teenagers have some secrets that are so hurtful and they feel like nobody will understand them and i think that person is is very much like that and i think that what pulls her out is love mm -hmm. that, that she shares with the intern yes and and I think that it's, I, I really like that message, uh, the romantic part of it. So Kevin, uh, you know, the character who does fall in love with Carson, it's not really spoken, but you could tell he has feelings for her. She has feelings for him. And that moment where you're in the rehab and you're strapped to the table because you're completely out of control. The demon is completely taken over. And uh, it's a great moment for him when he actually brings drugs inside the rehab facility. And he gives you heroin and to bring you back. To give you at least a tool to fight back from this demon. Uh, of course, it goes sideways. You get kicked out. Uh, walk us through that scene between you know you and Kevin, who was played by Jason, right? Jason Horowitz. Jason Jason Horowitz is the name of the character, and Kevin McClellan oh, is the name of the actor. Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. Uh, so walk us through that scene between you and Kevin, which is a very powerful moment, and you could see the, his internal struggle uh, because he knows what he's doing is wrong he's giving you heroin he wants to see you get better but he finally realized th that you are demonically possessed and he's giving you the only tool that you have to fight back how was it like shooting that scene with kevin i feel like it was one of the most intimate scenes that we had 
I felt like it was so quiet. There wasn't really script in it. Mm -hmm. It was all of us. It was all of our expressions and body language that was taking the stage. And I feel like when someone realizes that he has to hurt his lover in order to make them better, that's the hardest thing to do. I really don't know what's harder than that. And I'm very, I, uh, Kevin was a wonderful partner and uh, that's why I think the scene worked really well. And I think it was shot really well from the different angles. And, um, it was great. Like you said, almost no dialogue in that scene. Uh, he does inject you with the heroin. And then a few seconds later, you come to you. And then it's very powerful when you reach out and put your hand on his hand. Uh, like I said, no dialogue. It's all your body movements. But the pure, powerful emotion uh, displayed in that scene is just, it, it's overwhelming. Uh, so let's move on to what happens afterwards. The doctor the next day, the person who's in charge of the rehab facility, he was dead set on getting you out of there. You know, he saw you were a troublemaker. I think he was even starting to, he, you were scaring him. You were scaring him because he was seeing stuff that he could not explain. So you get kicked out of the rehab facility your parents are pissed at the intervention uh, film crew. They're pissed at uh, Kevin, you know, for his character bringing you the drugs. So you're home and you disappear for a week. Kevin is like uh, keeping surveillance on your house, trying to see what's going on. Finally, he bursts in and he is the one because he can't get a priest to believe him that you're possessed. He can't get anybody to believe him that you are possessed. And he knows he is the only one that can possibly help you. So he does that exorcism on his own. And it was that was a very uh, intense moment between the two of you when he's doing the exorcism on his own. What was it like filming that scene? It was very challenging because I had to do all these extreme movements with my body while being very vulnerable and uh, touched by the fact that he's doing it for me and scared that I'll lose him to this if the demon wins. Um, it's really a battle of good and, good and evil. Yeah. Uh, it's the epitome of it. And... It was one of the hardest scenes to to film. Yes, and you guys were both brilliant in it. So it looks like he's actually successful. Uh, I want to take get your take on that. Do you think he was successful in ridding the demon from your character Carson, or was that the demon uh, just hiding, playing, making him think that he is one? I think there is no one answer. For instance, you could say, let's say the demon left, but the dependency on heroin stayed. Then in some ways, 
the demon still won because he made Carson a drug addict. Yeah. It's sort of tragic. And also, I don't know if you've noticed, but it feels like in the end, some say this is the truth or not, that the demon moved into Kevin's... Oh, yeah. I, Kevin's body. Oh, yeah. Uh, and... Like we were joking around, if that there was a sequel, that he would be uh, the demon. I would be all in for. I'd be. I would love a sequel. I loved how it ended because uh, the movie is over six years old, so there's no spoilers here. What happened was Carson's dad was a drunk. He he cared for Carson, but he was an alcoholic. Okay, he was an alcoholic that was clean. But when you were brought back from the rehab facility, he sort of fell off the wagon, okay? He was on a, a, a binge, and as Kevin uh, was doing the exorcism, and it appeared that he rid you of the demon, we have this big shock ending where your dad comes in, kills you. Right as Kevin is holding you, he kills you, and then he turns the gun on himself, and basically annihilates his family. Uh, what did you think of that part of the script? Did you like it? Did you think it could have gone better another way? Uh, I mean, what were your personal feelings when you read that ending and how they were going to end the movie? Unfortunately, there are many frustrated men in this world who take out their frustration on their families. Of course, there are frustrated women as well. And I think in this act, he actually wanted to do something good. He wanted to save Carson from suffering any longer, and he couldn't take it. Like, obviously, if he kills his daughter, he has nothing to live for. And uh, it's, it's, it's very complicated. I... I thought the ending was realistic. Uh, let's yeah. put it that way. It uh, This movie was not going to have a happy ending. Uh, so I thought him coming in, and it was very graphic. Uh, he shoots you in the head with a shotgun. They were very graphic in the way they, they, they shot that scene. And then your dad, your on-screen dad, turning the gun on himself. Uh, so what was the like the the makeup effects involved with that? I mean, I'm sure at which point did they replace you with a mannequin or a dummy? How did that work out? I don't remember any dummies, but it's been a while. So I remember having to sit in the makeup chair for many, many hours. And our makeup artist, Vincent, was amazing. Mm. He did a, a, an amazing job. He does a lot of horror cult uh pictures um i i think the the makeup really helped get into character and i think it's worth every minute in the makeup chair yes yes it was a very well very graphic scene and you brought up earlier that a lot of people were questioning to me it's not even a question as soon as carson is dead your uh carson's dad is dead uh, and Kevin uh, is grieving you, uh, 
Uh, I definitely believe the demon passed on from you into him because he gets up and his producer is just a, a mess crying on the floor and he goes and he murders her. He literally chokes the life out of her and then before it cuts to credits, we see him walking up to that camera that's, you know, up against the wall that, that they installed so they can monitor your movements and his eyes are all black and then we roll to credits. So for me, it wasn't even a question. The demon definitely took him over uh, and I love that ending and I really wish that they would have followed up on that movie because I still believe there is a story to tell. What was your biggest takeaway from doing this movie? Um, like, what did you learn? I mean, you said you, you, you've been acting in Israel for a while. I learned, I learned that even when you have a little amount of sleep, uh, a little amount of resources, because the budget of the film wasn't high, you can still bring a stellar performance and a stellar production. And I also learned that to be open-minded because when I first heard it was a horror film, I didn't want to go to the audition because I thought it was going to be me murdered after the first scene. And I learned that each genre can surprise, each screenwriter can surprise, and I learned to be open-minded to everything. Good, good. Uh, now, the biggest difference, uh, you are an established actress in Israel. What is the biggest difference between uh, Israeli productions and American productions? Uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, the Israeli production companies, the Israeli productions are very similar to independent film in America. So there isn't that much money. Uh, it's on a smaller scale. It's more modest, but still they get things done. I mean, Israel has Sauda and Shtisel and in treatment and amazing shows and amazing content that keeps on coming. A director last year won an Oscar for a short film, Skin. And I'm very proud of Israel. Now, uh, is the uh, entertainment industry in Israel, is it big on the film or is it big on the television side? It's big on both. Uh, the interesting thing about uh, film is that a lot of productions have co-partners in Europe with French, Italian, German, British uh, production companies. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how they get the funding. Um, but there are also um, different foundations in Israel that give money to young screenwriters so there there are different ways to get um films done okay okay uh, now uh the work that you do in israel as an actress is in is it mainly for television or film or a mix actually i uh, moved to new york uh eight years ago and i've uh, been a student i just graduated from my undergrad 
and I have been doing theater in New York. Um, the role I'm most proud of, I'm fluent in Arabic. I learned it in high school and I learn it from friends and I played a Syrian refugee in a off-Broadway play and it was really a lot of fun and very important because what they are going through there is absolutely horrific. Absolutely. So you're trilingual, uh, English, Hebrew, and uh, Arabic? Yeah. That is so cool. That is so cool. Congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm from New York City. And uh, so what is your plans for the future? Um, you're a great actress. Your performance in Inner Demons, I can't, I can't say enough about it. You are a great actress. Uh, you just finished uh, school in New York. What are your plans moving forward now? Um, this past year in Corona, I made two short films, which I acted in. Uh, I on my way to finish my third uh, full length feature. And now, when you I, say hold on, when you say Corona, what do you mean Corona, New York? Uh, I was in Israel actually during Corona this past oh, year. Oh, you're sorry, oh, COVID. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Played yeah. in Israel. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm hoping to make feature films uh, in which I can act and give roles to my talented actor friends. I attended the Atlantic Acting School in New York, and I had a great time. And I met very talented people, and they taught us that you have to make your own work. I hear that a lot, you know, with a lot of actors and the repeating theme is you got to make your own opportunities. Uh, you know, there are some actors that just, they have an agent and they just sit around and wait for their agent to call with opportunities. I love the fact that you're going out there and you're making your own opportunities. It sounds like you're very involved with a lot of behind the camera work. Uh, explain that. Uh, I, a couple of years ago, I produced, uh, an off-Broadway show, a Shakespeare show, uh, with a production crew of 60 people and all of them were volunteering. So I have a lot of appreciation for, uh, producers. I have always loved to write. Uh, I have been writing longer than I've been acting um, I just feel like film and theater are beautiful industries of collaboration and partnerships. You can't get things done by yourself mm -hmm. and you need to put your ego aside and you need to get to work. Like everybody thinks people in this industry, industry are so dramatic, but that is not true because this industry wouldn't exist if everybody had those, their egos on their head all the time. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, it's all about the connections you make, working together, finding those amazing people. What was your influence? How far back do you remember wanting to get into film? Was it, did you initially as a kid just want to be an actress and that evolved into more, uh, you know, filmmaking and being an actress? How did it start for you? Uh, growing up, I, I had a little experience with uh, commercials, but my mom really didn't want me to get into it. And I also modeled. I started out as a model 
and I started I then started going out on auditions and I fell in love with Shakespeare and I fell in love with his monologues and I understood that I that I really want to be a professional actress and after uh, Inner Demons came out it, I could have gone back to LA but I put my career on hold and I went to acting school it was important for me to prove that I can do theater, that I can make a profession of it, and it's not just a one, one and stop, one and go kind of experience. Okay, I'm glad we talked because just going by your credentials, I didn't know all this backstory that you've given us. Looking back now, and coming off from the momentum of inner demons. Uh, it got great reviews from the users and critics. Do you regret not continuing with that momentum after Inner Demons? Or do you believe you made the right choice going, stopping, putting your career on hold and going to school? It's hard to know, looking backward, what was the, night, the right choice. But I really feel happy and content with what I'm doing because I have always loved studying and being in the classroom and collaborating and a lot of the people whom you make movies with in the future are pe usually people you met in college and in your master's program and i feel like now after inner demons i know how particular i want to be about the type of roles i want and i really know what i want to write I think it really shows. It really showed me how to be picky in a really good way. You know, I I gotta applaud that decision because I think a lot of people would probably would have chosen. Oh yeah, I gotta go for it right now. I gotta applaud you because I think it takes a lot of courage uh, coming off the success of Inner Demons and you doing what you did just to do some self-reflection to figure out exactly what you want to do. So kudos for you for that. I think that was a very courageous move. Now, you've had to deal with uh, some pretty serious stuff. You've had uh, illnesses that you've overcome. How, have that, how has that shaped you, not only in acting, but in overall life and how you view life? Yeah. Two years ago, I had thyroid cancer, and here I have my uh, scar, and my thyroid was removed. I feel very thankful because I sort of had light cancer in comparison with what other people deal with, and I think it gave me an even bigger drive to cut the bullshit and do exactly what I want without fearing so much what other people else yes. think of me or feel about me. Um, it's, it's easier said than done. There are some days that I am just as susceptible to things like that, but I think it made me stronger and I hope in the long run it will help me appreciate my health and be healthier. Absolutely. And you're just such a courageous person. Now you graduated from uh, Yeshiva University with a degree in creative writing and Judaism. What influenced you to choose those particular majors? Uh, I 
really didn't know which form of writing I was interested in. And the creative writing track enabled me to have a little bit of story writing and poem writing, uh, po poetry, and uh, writing for film and writing for TV. And I, it really helped me develop a voice. And a lot of the short stories that I wrote for my thesis, I will turn into short films. Um, and Judaism is, I'm a very spiritual person and I like to know the academic explanations behind the spirituality because a lot of people think there isn't much reason behind religion and there actually is a lot. So I'm fascinated between those misconceptions and proving people wrong about it. Yes, now speaking of Judaism, there was a movie that came out several, several months ago starring Dave Davis called The Vigil. That movie got a lot of attention because it, in the horror genre, there are not a lot of movies that focus on the Jewish faith, uh, their demons, their you know, other parts of the spirituality. Uh, Dave Davis was my guest. He was my guest on the show. And we dived into that, and the movie itself got a lot of attention and praise for going somewhere where the horror industry was reluctant to go. Uh, how do you feel about the horror industry taking on more of those kind of movies like The Vigil uh, and diving deeper into uh, Judaism? Uh, I feel like... Judaism, part of it has mysticism, and a lot of screenwriters can tap into the mystic world of the Jewish world. Um, I feel like Judaism is such um, an old religion, and there's so many magical and mystical things in it, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, there is something every Friday called Parashat HaShavua. So every week, Jews focus on a different part of the Torah. And they read it, and they were talking about a sorcerer. So even these things even exist in the Bible. You just have to find them mm -hmm. uh, and make the research. So I, I think it can be fascinating. Oh, I believe it definitely is fascinating. And there, like I said, there have been movies that have touched upon Jewish uh, demons, per se, like the Dybbuk, uh, but not have really, there not have been that many that have really dove into it. And with The Vigil uh, being very successful, I hope to see a lot more movies like that coming out. Now, it sounds to me, uh, now that you've done with school, that your passion really lies with theater. Do you see yourself doing uh, auditions for more motion picture roles, whether it be television or film, or do you want to focus on Broadway, off-Broadway stuff? I, if I could, I wouldn't have to choose. That's what I hope. That's what I yearn for. I recently read... Uh, script, Israeli script ri written in English 
um, that is one of the best scripts I've ever read and I really hope something happens with it. Um, so I'm really open to everything and uh, I my what I hope for in theater this year is to do Shakespeare. That's really one thing that I hope to do. But I really hope to be active in all realms. Yes, yes, that would be that would be your dream. Uh, now you attended NYU, correct? What did you attend NYU? No, no, okay. I just got accepted there for masters, but I am not going there. Okay, okay, uh, because um, we I read somewhere that you were involved with the Islamic Center and the Jewish life at NYU. Uh, that was doing in part of my research. Is that accurate or inaccurate? Uh, there was a time where there was a time where I was active. Uh, I still am very much. Uh, I'm right now. There is an organization called the Joint, and I teach Hebrew to Palestinian women so they can get jobs in Israel because. Um, I because it can be very hard. In in my university, in yeshiva, I opened a club to teach Arabic to Jewish girls because I think it's very important. Uh, I have volunteered at several organizations that bring Arabs and Jews together, and that is something uh, that I really hope to continue doing because I really believe the arts have the power to mend and create peace between very divided people. Wow. What you're doing is awesome. I mean, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, how did the two years in the Israeli Defense Force uh, help shape you in any way? Um, first of all, I am... Uh, I was raised as a single child, even though I have half a sister who I now get to hang out with. But suddenly in the army, I had to share a room with eight girls and take a shower with like 30 girls. And the hot water runs out and it's absolutely disgusting. And you learn not to complain and you learn how to see the humor in it. And I had the best time of my life. I think that if I wasn't inclined to be a creator and an actress, I would have stayed in the military and developed a military career because I love structure. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I had a really good time. That's in, I mean, you're still so young and yet you've experienced so much. Uh, I just have to, again, applaud you. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about script work versus improv. What are your thoughts? Do you have? Do you like improv? Whether it's watching it or even doing it, you think it's something you would be good at? I love improv, and actually, I think I'm really great at it. I was a part of an improv troupe in Israel, in New York. I watch improv and do improv all the time. Um, I even took a musical improv class. All forms of improv are absolutely amazing to me, like, amazing. It is, because it's, like, on the spot, 
creation, you know, and that's what makes it so unique. Uh, let's say with film, uh, and you're, you, you know, hopefully you're going to get a lot more roles as your career moves forward. Which, uh, do you have any particular genre that you want to focus on in film or even television? Uh, I really love comedy, but at the same time, I also like uh, period pieces. I have a passion for that. Um, I, I really hope I get to do a lot of things, but my favorite genre in films are historical dramedy mm -hmm. comedy. I, I really like uh, Django, and yeah, I yeah. like um, I like Inglorious Bastards. I love how he uses his ability to Tarantino uses yeah. his ability to rewrite history and bring a modern comedic twist, ironic twist. I mean, and bust some balls. I mean, that like excites me on so many levels. Yeah, Tarantino, you got to appreciate Tarantino. He is a filmmaker who is not afraid to take risks. And to his success and his credit, the risks that he has taken, going back to Pulp Fiction and all his other movies, have paid off big time. And you sound quite similar. Like I said, a lot of people would have taken uh, the success after Inner Demons and stuck with that. You're choosing a different path shows that you're willing uh, to make a decision on your life, not based on popular opinion, but what you think is the right choice for you. So that sort of, to me, like reminds me of Tarantino and the risks that he takes uh, with his films that we all know have been very, very successful. Um, Laura, this has been a fascinating conversation. I'm so glad we got to talk because, like I said, there's only so much you can learn. Like for you, for example, if you look at your IMDb page, you see these three credits and then there is nothing. And you're like asking yourself, after her success at Inner Demons, why did this, you know, very talented woman stop acting? And to find out that you did not stop acting... You know, you were acting in Israel and that you went to school and finished acting school and all the the uh, special work that you're doing to unite, uh, you know, I don't even know what the right word is, nations, faiths that have been at odds with each other for a very long time should absolutely be applauded. You're a wonderful person. I want to thank you so much for giving us the time that you gave us and sharing that with us. Any final thoughts that you want to share with your fans and the audience before we say goodbye? Make more feminist uh, horror films. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the, I'll tell you a little story. Uh, I've been a horror fan my whole life. I'm 46 years old. And... It wasn't until I started doing this show about a year and a half ago that I realized that the horror genre is not very diverse uh, in regards to men, women, and minorities. 
And I would personally like to see that changed as well and uh, have uh, the genre that is so dear in my heart become more diverse. Uh, that's what I would love to see. And of course, you know, bring more feminist power to horror. I think they are starting to go that way and not make women the quote-unquote scream queen uh, survivors who happen to be the last girl standing uh, surviving a, this terrible slasher and they're empowering women in film. So a lot of good things are starting to move in the right direction. And I think, you know, you're going to play a big role in that as well. So thank you so much. Thank uh, you so much. I had a wonderful time. And keep on listening to Dead Talk Live. Yay. Thank you. Thank you to Laura. Thank you to our viewers. Guys, this has been a fascinating chat with Laura Vosberg. Please keep her on your radar. We'll keep an eye. She's going to be doing some big stuff. Uh, have a great weekend. And until next time, guys. Stay walking. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.